advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's new. <laughs> Did you hear that face, girl? Due to the graphic nature of this program, discretion is advised. Yeah, my show got it too, and I don't know what the fuck that's the about. What fuck is that about? What hey. fucking graphic fucking nature? By the way, I just ate out five asses. What the fuck, the fuck are, they are they talking, talking about? about? Cunts! <laughs> Eat my fucking ass, you lying whore cunt! Suck there my ass! There is nothing explicit about this suck my fucking cock show! Felch me! Felch me! That's right, I keistered it. That's right, I brought it into prison. Why? So Jeffrey Epstein would suck my cock, and guess what? I was too old for him. What goddamn fucking ass fucking graphic nature are they fucking talking about? What the fuck kind of cunt goblin bullshit is this? This show is fucking PG, and your mother could watch it while she's fucking your dad in the ass. I'm Face Boy. I'm Face Girl. With us in the studio is Matt Knight. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I I very much appreciated that string of profanities <laughs> that were just being thrown around. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> we're delicate. I we're love delicate it. flowers. I, I'm such a pearl clutcher myself. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're interviewing a stripper today, so I would think you know there's that that right there, eighteen older, <laughs> you know, three year old children probably. Uh, how did you get involved in burlesque? What are you pointing at? Um, I'm pointing at this because you need to plug that thing in here. Plug what thing? You hooker cunt. Put the fucking thing here. Put the... My pink. I need my pink closer to my stink. Put the pole in the hole yeah. kind of thing. Shove it. Shove, Shove it, it, it dry. Work it in there. So you mentioned uh, stripping. Stripping, uh, yeah. Like- and you asked me when I did bur- what, how I got into burlesque. Uh, I took Chris Harder's boylesque class like seven years ago. And... Um, just really took to it and loved it. And so started seeing shows and introducing myself to people. And then everything kind of took off. Uh, does Gogo Harder still do these shows? I mean, uh, courses? You know, he hasn't done it in a while. Um, but they do the classes at the New York School of Burlesque, which you can go to their website and look at their classes. And that's Joe Weldon. That's Joe Weldon. She founded it. She's still involved in it. Yes. And Good. she's amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you want to start out in burlesque and, and you're not sure where to start, that's where. Yeah. That's a great place. And to go see shows and introduce yourself. And, and she has a book also. Yes. Uh, she has two books actually. Two. Yeah. She has um, the burlesque handbook and then she just came out with the history of leopard print uh, about a year ago. And it's really came good. out with what? The history of leopard print. The history of leopard print. Yeah. Right. She wears so much leopard print. Right. Well, um, I'm a costume designer professionally. I started uh, school and doing theater production. And um, so I have two degrees in costuming. And from a costume historical standpoint, reading that book, it's it's she's spot on. Like, I mean, it's psychological. It's it's historical. It's it's amazing. So. Wow, I want to check it out now because yeah. I think she's so wonderful. She's um, my spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell her that all the time. I'm like, Joe, I want to be as cool as you when I'm your age. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. The when I'm your age, that hurts me. Oh, no, it's not. Not at all. I think it's good in a like, um, you know, she's 52, what? I think. Yeah. And she just she still what? looks amazing and she's sexy oh. and. 
you know, smart as hell. So I just am like, when I'm that age, I want to be that awesome. Her hair is fire too. <laughs> yeah. And her, her other name is Joe Boobs for those yes. of you who don't know. And she is Joe Boobs. I call her Lady Weldon all the time. That's, that makes sense. But I call everybody the lady something. Or like, Dame. You know, the lady face boy. For example. <laughs> the lady face month. I was definitely the lady face boy Thursday night. Hey, Barb. Barb. <laughs> Total Barb. Barb. Yeah, I was taking it in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> you should see the pony he rides. No, that's that's good for you. Every day you should work your hole. That's my advice. It doesn't take much for him to break out this picture. I'll just say that. <laughs> are you breaking it out or are you getting yeah, your glasses? I'm break it out. You're breaking out your glasses to get the picture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he wants to show you. Is this a is this a dick pic or it uh, it's is, my girlfriend's but it's a dick. plastic oh. or rubber dick oh, pic? Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I mean that's legit. Like yeah. I mean, toys when they're connected to a person that then become that person's penis. Yeah. So I've I've done that many times. And that person has taken on that penis to the point that their name has changed. Mm. Is that a result of this? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Am I even plugged in? Because now it's saying. Uh... <laughs> This, this is, is great radio, isn't it? I know. I was like, well, here, I could tell you, um, I'm all, like, I'm also a painter, so I paint a bunch of stuff. I've been working on, um, like, a male nude series and a landscape series, and um, I like to paint icons, uh, but change them around, like, so, you know, like, you know, you'll see, like, an Andy Warhol kind of photograph, like, that kind of thing, but not Andy Warhol, but then I'll, like, kind of put a spin on it. Like, uh, you guys like horror movies, right? We were just talking about Absolutely. Halloween outside. So, um, like, you know, this uh, pinhead from Hellraiser, you know, I'll take him and put eyeshadow on him and big, big lips and then like a huge smile and be like, it's, you know, it's pinhead and drag. I love it. So that kind of stuff. It's just silly and fun. And, you know, does silly. it wind up on candles? Because I feel like it should be. Yeah. Ooh, that's nice. That's, yeah. All right. I'm seeing the, the penis now. Yeah, that's a good. And you can take that. Yeah, I'm impressed. I mean, I could take that too. That takes that six. That takes some training, you know. I mean, and a hit of poppers probably. Nah. Maybe. <laughs> I tried poppers on this show. You did, yeah, for the first time and the second time, and possibly the third time. <laughs> Every time I've done poppers has been on this show. Um, I think yeah, they're better when you're having sex. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like but performance is sex. Uh, that one uh, that's true it's funny because i've noticed that a lot of women tend to do them like out in public whereas like gay men it's like all in the bedroom like um just like never out and about and like oh let's do hip hoppers like that's funny yeah i want to see those ladies (laughs) casually doing poppers at the bachelorette party (laughs) with white gloves and you know white gloves tea hats and cock necklaces because that's bachelorettism (laughs) yes i think so it sounds like a lovely tea party I'd like to go to. Yeah. And one day um, I might uh, do Viagra on this very show. Ooh, does that like make your clit all hard? We'll find out. Because oh. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fuck a bitch. <laughs> You're going to fuck a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> if they hadn't figured it out already. Yeah. So you completed your coursework seven years ago with yeah. uh, Go Go Harder, who's probably, he's doing porn now. Well, he's been doing porn for, oh God, I think like five or six years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been kind of a little bit more focused on uh, writing. And uh, he and Nasa Canasta were doing these 
uh, Nasty Drew shows. So it was like the Hardy <laughs> Boys and um, Nancy Drew. And so, but it was a burlesque show that was scripted. So sort of like Hossy Totsy. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's been doing that a lot. And he's uh, was uh, doing king of boylesque a couple times at behoff and um you know he keeps busy he hustles he does a lot of stuff so after you finished your coursework what was where did you first start performing um uh hotsy totsy uh shark bite sideshow um i started producing my show homo erectus <coughs> and that's at stonewall that is at stonewall yeah it's every second saturday and it's a mostly male or male identified uh burlesque show uh, and we do have women in the show or female identified. And my definition of all of this is extremely broad. So it could be like a drag king or a drag queen or, you know, cis woman or. Um, so I started doing that uh, shortly afterwards. So I was doing my show a lot, performing at Coney Island a lot. I was doing badass burlesque. I was doing um, uh, a lot of festivals. I mean, I just kind of, you know, wherever there was something going on, I mm-hmm. just kind of would show up and then introduce myself to the producers and be like, hi, hi, you know, I'm here. Hire me. (laughs) Uh, Now working at Stonewall recently, it was the 50th anniversary of Mm -hmm. the Stonewall riots. Uh, How did that affect your show or business or it was not? Oh, they were busy like Mm -hmm. for a month and a half. Like actually almost, I'll say like full two months, like halfway through May they were planning. And then of course, June, it all started and then I would even say, like, 4th of July kind of becomes, like, um, Pride Annex, I call it. Because <laughs> you can kind of keep the party still going. You can have your rainbows out. And you'll be like, hey, with your red, white, and blue, you know. So um, it they were busy. They were, um, the energy felt really good. Like, huh. I mean, you just kind of felt like everybody was was there and included and self being celebrated. And it felt like a good, like community, like epicenter. Mm-hmm. And we had a really good show. We had a really good attendance. We made some money. So, I mean, everybody seemed to be happy and they were smiling afterwards. <laughs> no one threw an egg at me or anything. So. <laughs> it must've been great. <laughs> I, I didn't get an angry post on Facebook at least that I saw, but <laughs> you know, so they're blocked <laughs> you know, or I mean, you know, who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, those are the, when you produce, I mean, that's like, you want a lot of people there. You want a lot of, um, you know, you want to make some money and entertain the audience. Yeah. yeah I've been to homo erectus a couple of times and, and it's always well attended. It's always well booked, well hosted. Um, we'll we'll give everybody the details at the end of this show so that uh, people can can come out and check it out. So, how long have you been doing Homo Erectus? Seven years. Seven years. How have you? How do you feel it has changed? Uh, and are there specific things you've done differently over the years um, to make it more interesting to you? Because I know for myself, I've you know I've done things for several years, and then after a while, I, I just got to mix it up and make some changes. Um, Fear of commitment. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely relate to that. Um, well, at first, you know, you're in the honeymoon phase and it's super fun, but you make mistakes. And like mm-hmm. I always tell people, like, you know, the first lesson 
for everyone ever wants to produce is learn how to say you're sorry. Mm-hmm. Like that's seriously the first thing. And because once you get over that hurdle, everything else is super easy mm-hmm. because you could be like, Oh, you know what? Sorry. I goofed. That was my mistake. And I can make it up to you because guess what? I'm the producer and I'm in charge. <laughs> so, you know, if I fuck up, I fuck up, but you know, and if, even if someone else fucks up, I can, you know, overlook it. But, um, I would say, you know, we we kind of kept it general and then we started doing themed shows, which are fun, but also kind of limiting in the same way. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, OK, then you're limited to a pool of people with specific acts or if they want to so you kind of have to be a motivator and a cheerleader and a teacher. And um, and then I kind of went through a phase where I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to do that. So I'm just going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. And and then I kind of realized I got to the I don't owe anybody favors phase of it. And I was like, OK, you know, I mean, it's my show and I have a quality of standards. So, you know, I don't have to book everybody and their mother. I can book mm-hmm. the quality people or the people that do stuff I want or the people that are a joy to be backstage with. And then, um, you know, we just, we experimented with some scripted shows. You can't do all of those cause it's a lot of work monthly, but, and it's just, uh, Cubby and I doing this. Um, I mean, if I had more resources, Ooh, it would be, it would be crazy. I'd love to do like YouTube stuff and, um, you know, it just, it's, but we all know, I mean, we're limited to how much money we have and time and resources. And I didn't, what kind of resources does it take to get on YouTube? Um, well, you know, you, you need a, you know, decent camera and you need a decent, you need somebody to edit things. And, you know, I mean, I could do all that myself, but then I also have kind of come to a point in my artistry where I'm like, you know what? I want to be painting. Mm -hmm. Like I literally want to wake up every day, have a cup of coffee, start painting, paint until three in the morning. And anything that's going to keep me away from that, like, I kind of feel like, you know what? There are people out there that want to edit like that's what they're passionate about. And if that person can do it quickly and wants to give me a discount, <laughs> they can get a hold of me. But um, at least for now. But, you know, I mean, you know, it's, when you start anything new, you have to kind of, you know, make deals with people and, you know, but. Have you considered like YouTube live, Facebook live, con- Instagram live, like all of the things that like. You just do, and it's easy, and it's there. And it's just there, and then you're just, like, holding your... You're doing a selfie, and you're standing in front of, like, you know, the Haunted Mansion at Disney World, and you're like, hey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you could live stream, and t- I mean, I've done it. I've done live streaming. I usually live stream the show. I'm not doing it right now, because they saw me eat food. So, <laughs> they've been satiated. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can do live. It's so much easier, because you don't have to edit. You don't have to find that person. You don't even have yeah. to do the thing where you put a bumper, and, like, oh, this is a this show. And this is the theme song. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you don't have to do the logo, none of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty good at improv. I mean, I feel like, you know, I'm like this radio, it's like, you know, these cans on your head. I've never done this before. So this <laughs> is kind of, but, you know, it, I feel like there's improvisational elements to it. Um, you haven't done radio before? No, never. I mean, I've, I, well, I did uh, Stormageddon's podcast, but like we recorded that and then. Is that Stormy Leather? Yeah. No, this is uh, Matt Storm. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and I did his interview, and um, I did Ames's interview too. It was he buys you ice cream, comes over to your house, and interviews you. I've heard of this. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Ames is wonderful. I have not heard of this. Ames. Ames photographs. I either bags. heard of it or got high and thought this was a thing. <laughs> but I feel like I've heard <laughs> no, of it. No, it's totally a thing. That's yeah, amazing. it's totally a thing. Yeah, I'd have to give you the exact information later. But and Ames, he's great. Please but, do, because I love ice cream. 
and Stormy Leather. But yeah, I mean, I, I know you love Stormy Leather. Someone oh, said it. It's not <laughs> no, my fault. no one said Stormy Leather. No one said Stormy Leather. Well, no. the word Storm was in a, a a word. There were two things that I heard that were clearly about Stormy Leather. Uh, in your defense, that's fine because I love Stormy Leather. So anything that has Storm coming out of my <laughs> mouth, like it, it, she's there a little bit. I I really love her. She's an amazing, amazing performer. Yeah. I had a really great conversation with her about being sexy. Like, cause I mean, most of my burlesque acts are funny and silly and weird. <laughs> so, you know, cause I don't look at myself and go, Ooh, I'm sexy. Like, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think that. So, but I look at her and I'm like, damn, that's, that's like sex on a stick. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she's a Scorpio. She's gorgeous. She's like, she told me one day, she was like, gay men tell me have a beautiful asshole. And you know you have a beautiful asshole when a gay man says that. Not ass, but asshole. Asshole, specifically, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I know what she means. Like, not all buttholes are pretty. No, but, you know, I mean, I and she does have a lovely asshole. So, I mean, I will say that. But we were talking about being sexy and Stormy was like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. You know, it is hard. And so then I all of a sudden felt a lot better because it's like, okay, if you think it's hard because it just looks so natural for you, then it is. What? So. What? One, I need my inhaler. I have one. Do you need it? (laughs) What? She does what? She's, it's hard for her? Because that's not, she's my screensaver. She's (laughs) so sexy. She's trying. She's not just doing. Well, I mean, when you go out there, you excuse me, you have to like kind of like grab the audience by the balls, you know? I mean, like this is why I love performing at Slipper Room is because Slipper Room, it could be such a like roll of the dice. Like, you know, there was one day where it's like the audience is on your side and they're there and anything you do, they're just so happy to see you and they're just going to love you. And then there's other days where it's like, they're there, like, you know, it's trust fund kids or whatever. <laughs> they like, you know, are, they're too cool to be there. Yeah. And, and so, art. yeah, exactly. Or she's, I don't get it. she's fat. Like, why are we watching her? And she it's like, well, marks. she's awesome. So shut up, <laughs> shut up and drink a gin. Like, you know, I mean, she, I, mean, I get that it's smart, but she's overweight. Yeah. But, um, but you know what, like in the end we win there. So, I mean, and Stormy was actually the one that pointed out to me, she was like, no matter what we win, because this is our turf. And so, you know, I mean, when you're facing that kind of crowd and that kind of crowd is going to see like her and her hotness and then be like, you know, then they might feel insecure and then they're starting to throw visual spiritual daggers at her. And then she has to absorb that on top of doing her choreography on top of, you know, just trying to, you know, like kind of middle finger in the middle of it all too, you know? And so, yeah, I could see what she, you know, even if you're hot, I could see how it would be, you know, you get, I mean, everyone's insecure. Everyone. Wow, the idea that somebody would throw daggers, and I know exactly what you're talking about, but it's Stormy has just blown my mind. <laughs> She's a person. Yeah. Fuck that. Well, <laughs> I think when people are watching burlesque or any live performance drag um, comedy, like I think they go into that hypnotic i'm watching tv mode and they forget that like okay you're in public like so don't pick your nose like don't (laughs) do you know like and they forget that what they're watching is happening right in front of them so i think and then everyone's allowed to have an opinion 
now. I disagree, so, but go on. Well, you know, I mean, well, you know, but the, everybody feels like they have the right to, you know, just say what comes out of their mouth. Like, yeah. whatever they're thinking. Like, you know, oh, it's in front of me now, so now I get to critique it, you know? And it's like, well, do you? Like, maybe it's just like... You know, like her acts like five minutes, like you could just like keep your mouth shut or like go get a drink or go to the restroom or like you could leave. <laughs> like, you know, you could just leave. I was working on a show at Slipper Room once and I was outside um, and this small group of douchebags walked by <laughs> and uh, they said, hey, how many bitches you got in there tonight? And I'm like, I can't even believe what I'm hearing. I cannot believe what I'm hearing. These Not are- as many as I see out here right now, <laughs> you fucking cunts. That would have been a good reply, but I like what my reply was. Yeah, I said, uh, I said, um, it's a boylesque uh, show tonight. You would really enjoy it. And they're like, they're like, they're like what's boylesque? And I'm like, it's it's just all guys that uh, do burlesque. They take, just come check it out. And of course, they're like, nah, man, nah, fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm not gonna say a dude take his clothes off. And it wasn't a boy last night at all. <laughs> wow! So you missed six sales. <laughs> Terrible a door. Well, Terrible. My my husband runs the door at Homo Erectus, and I got to a point where, like, you know, we learned pretty early. I was like, you don't have to convince anyone to come in because it's upstairs at Snowwall, so inevitably people like wander up and they're like, "What's going on?" And you know, we're like. It's a boyless show and then trying to explain that to people. And then like, you know, when they're on the fence about it and they're kind of like, well, I don't know about that. Then I'm like, Scott, let them go downstairs. Mm-hmm. We don't need like, that. We just like, you don't have to convince them because those are the people that are going to come in and bring that energy in. And mm-hmm. that's not what you want. You know, I mean, you want people that want to have fun. Right. You know, I mean, and it doesn't have to be about you and what you want. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you can just enjoy it, you know, or leave, <laughs> you know, as a producer, what do you do when there's somebody who you very much enjoy them as a person, you're very close to them as a person, but their performance aesthetic is very different from yours? Well, I'll just say it That's differently. That's a nice way of saying it. They suck as a performer. That's so uh-huh. polite. And they're, but they're a friend. But they're a friend. What do you do if they ask to be in your show? Um, well, it's funny because I've been in that situation. I know you have. Yeah. Also, I've, I've, can I've I be in, in your situation. next show? Um, well, <laughs> here's the thing is, well, with Homo Erectus, we are open to new performers because, you know, I mean, everybody needs a shot. Everybody deserves a shot. And the only way to get better is to perform and to keep performing because, you know, the audience is such a final layer of your, of your learning and and especially when it's live and you're encouraging people to hoot and holler at you and and you interact with them and so um i would then ask them if they would be open to workshopping a number with me um where i could give them a critique and if they were open to doing the things i suggest which are realistic cuz i wouldn't turn around and say oh like go get a grand and cover this in Swarovski crystals. Like just do that. And then you can be in my show. Like I'm not going to do that. You know, it's things like, you know, it's like, okay, like maybe get a different pair of underwear or think about it this way or like, Hey, you know, throw me $20 and I can quick rig this for you. Like, cause you know, I'm a customer. My skills are worth something. So, you know, it's like 20 More bucks. than 20 easily. Well, yeah. Thank you for noting yeah. that. Like, it's I mean, again, it's like I don't work low. with people because it's my show and it's yeah. an investment and things like that. And again, like, you know, this is a performer you're trying to help. 
Um, and then there's just been other people that I'm just like, you know what, I've just been very upfront with them. I'm like, I still think you, you need some time. Like, why don't you come see the show? Because then, you know, you're going to watch other performers and you're going to get inspired, hopefully, and, and then realize that you maybe need to step up your game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would rather help someone who has a great attitude and is maybe a mediocre performer who wants to get better over someone who's like, really good performer in a total diva and a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like I would just be like, uh, like, you know, maybe once in a blue moon, I'll hire that person. But otherwise, you know, like I also feel like I can get poison ivory and she's awesome. Like, <laughs> you know, she's, she's talented. She's awesome. She's a joy to be. She's my sister. I love her. Love her. She has an adorable daughter. Now I'm just love, love, love poison ivory. So I was like, I could just hire her. And it's like, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. And all those things. So just be cool. That's, you know, yeah, what you a lot of people also don't know this. What you're doing backstage is just as important as what you're doing on stage. And Absolutely. people are not going to keep hiring you if you're a fucking backstage Terror. diva. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to add this layer to it too is social media. Like as a producer, I pay you a lot of attention. People reveal themselves on social media and they don't realize it. And that's the thing. Or maybe they do realize it or they don't care. They don't care. But there they are don't times know. where I'm like, okay, like I. I'm on your side. Like what you're saying isn't necessarily I'm disagreeing with it. It's just how you're saying it and, and the, the tone and how, and who it's being directed at. Like, and then, you know, if you're stirring up drama, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, okay, this person, I'm going to hire them. They're going to try to push me around. They're going to police everything that happens around them. And then instead of coming to me and talking to me about it, they're going to get on Facebook and put me on blast and then have all these people like back them up in these secret groups and then you know you get screen caps and things like that and then you're just like you know what like this person clearly does not want to be to, to work so i'm just like that i'm not gonna expose myself to that my audience to that my the performers in the show my crew stonewall like you know it just i'm like there's other people that that are just fun you know this is fun it's not supposed to be you know like that yeah so you know i just watch what you say on social media that's my big 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 um advice to people i don't fucking say anything on social media yeah (laughs) i mean maybe you'll click like subtly every now and then but it's like you know it's not like you're putting names out there saying this happened on this day with this person at this location and everybody should hate them let's band together and blah blah like that's unhealthy it's a witch hunt yeah i mean well and it's like when you look at um like american history like this is a very cult thinky like witch hunty country sometimes and and i and i think that we need to kind of realize that and then realize okay like what is like what is cult think what is which what is a witch hunt and, you know, in understanding that the faces can change and the masks can change on those things. So it's like, okay, well, you know, it was witches in Salem and then it was gay men in the 80s and into the early 2000s. And then, you know, it's a lot of things, terrorism. So, you know, you just have to kind of chill, especially when you're dealing with allies. You know, I'm just like <laughs> outrage level down like 80%. Like, and I'm not exaggerating, 80% home you know solution based voting this person off the island should be the worst case scenario not Mm -hmm. the first thing we do and then just you know work through it we're adults we're professionals we're you know we should be friends 
I, that's the reality I want to manifest is a world where we all like are just friend more friends yeah <laughs> and i know that's not even stupid but i'm such a hippie when it comes to that stuff no i feel you on that like i only like to book people that i think are good people like i would prefer the good human good over the good yeah, yeah ex- exactly but yeah. if it's like again the diva that's amazing but terrible mm. to work with versus the person who's like but like a good vibe i would right. rather them and then like there's that whole like fire <laughs> culture or like lose your job culture that's yeah. like a thing well ruin your life culture yeah. like drive you to suicide culture like <laughs> so. why is that a thing because it's, it's a thing because i think it's satisfying for people and you know we also we're in like kind of a time where everybody feels really powerless and when people feel powerless they they're scared and they do messed up things and you know i mean i would you know again it's like i want to manifest a future where we comfort each other a little more and take some more time to just like to listen and to and to just try to like find the solutions rather than just be like, it sucks. Let's burn it down. And I'm like, well, you know, that feels good while the flames are happening. But then when you wake up the next day and, you know, there's just a pile of ash there, you're like, Oh, how am I going to make coffee? How am I going (laughs) to, you know, how am I going to take a bath? Like, how am I going to live? You know, suddenly it's way, you know, it's not really, you don't want it to go that far. (laughs) Yeah. It's extreme. I always say drunk logic. Like when I'm drunk, everything's like, just throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> we'll get a new one. <laughs> I love it. You have a song prepared for us. I do. Are we about that time? Yes. Yeah. And uh, join in if y'all want. Oh, yeah, I know this song. Yeah. <laughs> I see you driving around town with the girl I love, and I'm like, fuck you. Guess the change in my pocket wasn't enough. I'm like, fuck you, and I'll fuck her too. If I was richer, I'd probably risk ya. That's some shit. And all the change in my pocket wasn't enough I'm like, fuck you Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't afford a Ferrari But that don't mean I can't get you there I guess he's next box, I'm more of an Atari Mm, But that's the way you play, the game ain't fair I pity the fool that falls in love with you For you, aha. You better go and run and tell your little boyfriend. I see you drive around town with a girl I love, and I'm like, fuck you. I really hate your ass right now. See you 
do that like it's the chickens oh my god it's in it would it, it just happens in the middle of like whatever the I'm last so Muppet movie was by wish this- and it was insane like That's- i mean because it's like that's brilliant so like, I need to see that. like the adults in the audience were cracking up the kids of course you know it's clucking chickens, chickens so ah. of course it's hilarious but like you know that was that was lovely. There's things like that that make me almost think I want to do things for kids because I want to do it for their parents, but also like mm-hmm. <laughs> sneak it in. Oh, Jim Henson's really, really great about that kind yeah. of stuff. Like, you know, the Menomina song. It's from a, yeah, it's from a porn. No. no. What? Yeah, wait, I need to know this. Menage a trois. Yeah, it absolutely. Menage a trois. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi, Juno. Hi, face boy. Hi, face girl. Hello. I'm just like heading home from the beach. How are you? Good. Good. You hooker. What beach? We went to Reese Beach. Is that a naked one? Uh, yeah, kind of. I had my tits out. I kept playing with Fox's dick, and he was getting mad at me. Why? Why? (laughs) He was. He was embarrassed. Is it small? For people to see his big dick on the on the Ooh. gay beach. Can you send me a picture of it right now? Why would you be embarrassed? You should walk around with your phone number tattooed on your chest. <laughs> like, you know. I know, right? Everyone loves a big dick. Well, I mean, New York City is a sea of bottoms, so <laughs> like that, that's a commodity. You get to make some money off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Did, were the you hanging out? Make money off of me. He. He uh, he he despised me drinks, and I suck his dick, and we hang <laughs> out a lot. That's perfect. Were you hanging out and in front of the insane asylum on the beach? Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, like the gay. Like, were you with the gay part of it? Yeah. Yeah. Evidently. Oh, yeah, that's an insane asylum. That building. What? 
Yeah. If I go crazy, I want to go there. At least, well, at least when according I go crazy. to urban legend. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I think it was a sanitarium of some kind. Well, there was a social hall, and it's a it's a social hall and hobby craft Ooh, for the on insane. one side of the building. So it could be, but I thought it was like a retirement home or something. Don't know. I'm going with insane asylum. I like it too. I think it's more romantic. Yeah, definitely. Put the gaze in front of the insane asylum. How much of the show have you heard so far? Neponset Beach Hospital. Also known as. I have been like on the on the bus, so I can't listen to it. I see. What the fuck? Well, they they put a warning before our show now. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, they put a warning before my show too. Really? The fuck? Womanhood. (laughs) The fuck is that? (laughs) Fuck is that shit? What kind of filch and dildo ramen <laughs> good time is that? I, I can't possibly for the like for the fuck of me figure out why the fuck they put this fucking warning in this front of fucking our fucking warning shows. about. If I want to suck a cock on a guy who's doing a dump on the toilet, I should be allowed to talk about it. Isn't that the Pumpkins. rusty rusty tra- No, it's a Cindy Thank you. Blumpkin. Yeah, a rusty yeah. trombone is when you are We're eating ass and doing jerking a reach it off. Yeah. And, uh, and then the dirty Sanchez is when you go a step further and wipe that little poo on your on your upper lip. Oh, no, my God. That's, that's, is that not it? That Well, I, I, that's a no. hard no on my end. Oh, okay. It's just a hard no. That's <laughs> fair. But it's hard, so it's still a yes. <laughs> I mean, there's a difference between like dealing with poop and playing with it. Yeah. That's where I draw the line. Like, I'll deal with oh. it like if it happens, but I don't want to play with it. We're really getting into it now. Yeah, oh, yeah. if they're going to put are. a warning, we're going to make it worth it. Dang, <laughs> don't flip it and reverse it. <laughs> I got to read this. Usually Juno would be reading this. As you may already know, one of the few ways Radio Free Brooklyn is able to generate revenue is to keep our and to keep our station on the air is by offering. What the fuck, Juno? Mute it. Affordable podcast recording services to people in the community. If you're thinking about starting a new podcast or just want to get yours out of your kitchen and into a professional studio where it belongs, RFB offers a low hourly rate, which includes a technician. So all you need to do is show up and record. As a special thanks to our live listeners, we're offering an amazing discount through September 1st. That's not much longer, kid. Just use the coupon code ASS. When scheduling, and you'll get 20% off the cost of your first recording with us. Just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash podcast studio and enter coupon code ASS to get your discount. That works. So uh, apparently it was a children's hospital, a tuberculosis sanatorium. Uh, oh, sanatorium. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, around World War II, it uh, was treating world, uh, military veterans, but it closed in 1955 because of a declining need for tuberculosis hospitals. But then it became a home for the aged and then a city-run home, nursing home until its controversial closure. Going to look into that later in 1998. Because the gays were on the beach and with their, with their Speedos and they were like, no. We can't have children see <laughs> So, Juno, you're going to love this. Um, earlier this week, um, my mom snuck out, went to a party, and got drunk. Now, this might seem... Po- because there's, like, I'm on the train. Uh, all right. Well, uh... 
<laughs> Mute your shit. The monkey with the xylophone. That's what I always call that noise. Okay. My mom's 86 years old. And uh, one of the doormen was retiring. And she really liked the guy. And, and, I, t- and I told her that. He's your dad. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's your real dad. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm not going to tell the story now. No, I'll stop. I I'll, I'll tell the story later. I but stop. I sent you an article. Uh, no, tell the story. It's good. So, so He's your dad. <laughs> Catherine, stop being a cunt. I can't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I will turn this studio right around. Go ahead. <laughs> I dare you. Do it. Do it, Francis. Yeah, we Do dare it, you, Francis. Boy. So she initially said, uh, oh, I, I'm not feeling well. I'm not going to go to the party. There was a party in the lobby. There was cake and Classic. wine. So uh, I go to the store to get some stuff for dinner. And I guess while I was out, she got dressed, got her walker. She uses Usually when she leaves the apartment, it's, it's a wheelchair situation But you know, <laughs> where I push her. But she's able now to get around. Now when she's trying to get laid. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Catherine. <laughs> Hey, get it. Hey, get it, Grandma. That's what I gotta say. So she makes her way up to the lobby. And uh and because it's a party and I kind of avoid those social situations, <laughs> I went back through the side exit and uh went and hung out in my room. She had left the TV on, like to make it seem, I guess, like she was still there. <laughs> she could ah. drink as much as she wants for as long as she wants. She had we, the Ferris Bueller we put, recording we going. Put limits on her drinking. Um <laughs> I mean, she has agreed to it, but, you know, when she can be in a situation where there isn't a limit, right? She's going to take it. She's going to take it. Right. So I go out to have a cigarette before I start dinner, and she's in the lobby. She's like one of the last stragglers. She must have been up there for a couple of hours or something. And <laughs> and she was definitely kind of drunk. And I was like, Mom, you made it out here, up here. I, I, I didn't even know you were gone. I'm, I'm really glad you, you got here. And, and, then when it, and then I ask her. How, how much did you drink? And the few neighbors that were still there, they're like, leave her alone. Leave her alone. <laughs> She's having fun. <laughs> Good. Uh, so, yeah, mom snuck out, went to a party and got drunk. That's great. I love I love seniors. Love old again. people so mm-hmm. much. She used party logic in Fire Island. <laughs> She's still yeah, using yeah. party girl logic. Yeah, she uses party girl logic. I love her. Uh told the story last week but briefly we we're in fire island and my mom wanted to stay until monday instead of leaving sunday because she was having a really nice time and was at my sister and brother-in-law's place and they were like well you know we need to be up at 5 a.m we need to to make these connections so that we can get to work on time and mom thinks about it party girl logic she goes i can stay up till five <laughs> <laughs> I love because that. you're not waking my ass up. <laughs> I'll stab a bitch. <laughs> Face girl, I sent you an article. I sent you two, but let's go with the, um, the second one. That that one's interesting. <laughs> Is that the one you really want to read? That's the one that's open. Let's see if I have another one. Um, independent? The independent? You want the first yes. one? Yes. All right. It's my favorite part of the show. Oh, this is this is no, not something. No, is it? No, it's not. Okay. It's not something like that. Ooh, is it the video you want to play? No. Okay. Anti-sex toilets to spray users with water jets when they detect inappropriate sexual activity. What about cocaine? 
Ah. Or is it just going to wet the coke? (laughs) (laughs) A Welsh Welsh seaside town aims to put people off having sex in its new public toilets by including features to disturb those in the act. Porth calls anti... That's the name of it. Porth calls anti-sex toilets would spray occupants with water and sound an alarm. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> woo, the faggots are having sex. <laughs> I mean, isn't that just going to attract more of the homos? <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, that sounds like uh, some you know some gay guys gonna, that are into water sports are going to yeah. be like, yeah. do it to the beat. Woo, 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 do it to the beat. Do it to the beat. Woo, 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 do it to the beat. Do it to the beat. Woo, 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 do it to the beat. Do it to the beat. Y'all fucked up. Y'all didn't think it through. (laughs) Violent movement sensors will automatically open the doors and sound high-pitched alarms with fine water jets soaking (laughs) the interior of the units. Ooh, doors are open. There's an audience. Do it to the beat. Woo, 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 woo. Do it to the beat. Woo, 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 woo. Weight-sensitive floors would ensure that only one user could be in a cubicle at a time. Every so it's time I go to the bathroom. That's so dumb. Do it Every to the beat. <laughs> oh my god! Inappropriate sexual activity. I was just gonna say, like, I mean. This is why you get the warning, guys. I mean, I was all right with the filching and the pegging, but this you is know, too far. It's bad shaming. Just start talking about. I refuse <laughs> to believe that my in studio blowjob <laughs> thing to do with this either. No, I think it was the fi- fisting practice. <laughs> yes, yes, we were told oh, no okay. fisting practice. Practice only perfect. No well, what? Explain practice. this to me. I'm intrigued. Well, we had a fisting practice, and then they found out about it, and they were like, hey, maybe don't do any fisting practice in the studio. <laughs> like, like you guys, like, like you guys had, like, puppy pads down and some J-Lube and, like, you know, some poppers. Next time, and... we'll have all the puppy pads in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you fist, you fisted someone, like, on, on the air? Sadly, not yet. No, we, we, we brought female condoms and a Pringles, the extra large Pringles, to practice. Oh, nice. That's, Fisting. That, I, would, I approve of that as, a, as yeah. a, you know, I think like a hollowed out watermelon is more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I know so much about you right now. <laughs> well, because like you have to go in and then there's like the vestibule. Like, mm-hmm. so like, it's like the, like, like the inside of a melon. And then, you know, there's a little tube that you keep going down. And it's like, hey, you're like a, a, bringing it back to the Muppets. It's like a little puppet. <laughs> no, my friend T always goes, Miss Piggy. Piggy. If you'd like to sponsor this show, <laughs> you can go to rfb.nyc slash ass. That's rfb.nyc slash ASS. Your sponsorship will help continue this show <laughs> and what we do. Yeah, it's important. You want to know about the futuristic toilets that cost 170,000 pounds? You'll only find out about it here. <laughs> did, did we finish that article? The planning documents detail a range of security features to deter rough sleeping, including an audible warning (laughs) combined with the lights and heating being switched off. So 
I'll provide my own heat, bitch. I don't need light. <laughs> Stupid. All toilets will be fitted with a full high-pressure floor and wall washer, which could be operated either after every user or after a certain number of users per day. Each night, the toilets would close for 10 minutes while the unit undertakes a deep cleaning process. Due <laughs> <laughs> to the beat. I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> I think I think I want to go to find one to have sex in, just to protest this bullshit. But what about the weight thing? Like if you, if it, if it senses a certain weight, I mean, come on. Yeah, that seems a little weird. That definitely there's some fat shaming going yeah. on. Well, there. and I'm also curious if it's in the women's bathroom too. It's hmm. probably just the men's bathroom because they don't want gay people to have sex in the bathroom. One Twitter user said, wait, sensitive floors to detect more than one user, question mark. What baseline weight are they using, question mark? I'm easily the weight of two teenagers. He's a pedophile. And what about people who need assistance? I have to go with my kids. Boom. I was right. Fucking pedo. I can sniff them. <laughs> Do it to the beat. Oh, my God. I, I keep thinking about the poor child that's going to be traumatized, that's going to like get stuck in the bathroom while like it's it's like self-cleaning itself. It's like preparing to anal douche. <laughs> like, the kid's like, I mean, like the little kid, like, I mean, that age. Rough sleeping detective. Rough sleeping detected. Rough sleeping detected. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. Poor kid. We only Man. have 10 minutes left, so let's get... What the uh, fuck? I know, it goes How fast. How does that happen? It happens. It happens, what Faith Girl. Heck? This is bullshit. What's coming up for you? Where can people find you? What are you doing? Me? Yeah, start breaking Every down. single Sunday, you can catch me at NYC Talent Show at the Creek in the Cave at 9 p.m. It is a free, completely free open stage where performers get a chance to do anything, anything, literally anything they want. They can poop on the stage. They just have to clean it. They can have sex, and we won't hose them down or sound the alarm. <laughs> uh, but uh, it is live streamed on Camfrog. So if the people watching like what you're doing, they will send gifts. And if they send gifts, you will make actual money. So you get to go do a free open stage. You get six minutes, which is a lot of time, and you could make money. So why aren't you at the Creek in the Cave every Sunday at every nine? Sunday. What the fuck? At nine. Yeah. Where is the Creek in the Cave? It is in Long Island City. Oh, cool. That's why. That's the answer. No, uh, you can take the G, the 7, yeah, the E, and the Long F. Long Island City is not awful. Yeah. I actually, like, like, Long Island City is like, it's kind of like this like weird, like funky, cool place. Yeah. So I'm into it. It's up and coming. Yeah. For the last 10 years. <laughs> and uh, there's also Dun Sun. Every Saturday at 3. Do it to the beat. <laughs> June, are you there? Wow. 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 Let's talk shit about her. Yeah. That bitch has a fucking show on Sundays, and I don't recommend you watch it or listen to it at 4 p.m. to 5 on Sundays. Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Bullshit fucking show called San Trini Poetry Hour. There, I talked shit. <laughs> Matt Knight. Also, a genre reassignment. <laughs> yes, sir. Where can people find you? Where can people, when. Well, we already know that Homo Erectus is at Stonewall Inn, and uh, it is the second Saturday of the each second month. second Saturday, so the next one is September 14th. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can uh, find me on Instagram, uh, Matt Knife Three or Homo Erectus NYC, or you can look at my art page, which is Matthew Z Kessler Art and Design. Um, and you can see me perform tonight at Stonewall at one in the morning. Uh, it's Madonna worship. Uh, it's Chauncey Dandridge's uh, annual Madonna birthday party show, and it's super fun. So I will be doing my bedtime story number. <gasps> I love it. So yeah. I almost did a Madonna song, but it didn't exist on karaoke. Oh. It's almost like the game, bitch. You blew it. You did that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, you can oh, find me in a high tech bathroom doing it to the beat. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. To the beat. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. It is true, though. <laughs> The tour of New York, like if he gives you a tour of New York, he's like, I had anonymous sex there. I'm there. <laughs> Man, this whole block is covered in my cum. Yeah, I remember once we, we passed a, a, a porn <laughs> store and I was like, I have not had sex there. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Oh, wow. That's an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> Just oral. <laughs> Baseball, you have a very nice radio voice. Like, I, you know, it's just like, it's like you could do those ASMR videos, like... What are those? Oh my god, it's when people whisper like this and then they like they like um they eat squid or they eat like they they like put their nails over chalkboard or something. (laughs) (laughs) Look them up on you yeah. Open a bottle. Yeah. Open a so relaxing. Give them a low voice. Yeah. Low voice. You whisper. I don't know what moved this. That was me. I think it was that your was dick. My, that wasn't my dick. <laughs> it was. What about you, Faceboy? You can find me uh, each and every Saturday right here on Radio Free Brooklyn Live at 7 p.m. And I did finally figure out how to use the megaphone and I uh, downloaded the episode. Uh, well, there you can find a lot of the episodes on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Org. Org. <laughs> Doing it to the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I, I do want to get to that other article I sent you. Good, because I love it. Like, if we're not going to do them, won't cry. Yeah. It's important. It is. I love it. I love the headline. <laughs> I had to share it. And then he told me a story about a buzzard. And I was like, no, that poor buzzard. <laughs> Vomiting vultures completely take over couple's luxury vacation home. <laughs> Dozens of large blackbirds are reportedly defecating and vomiting all over a New York couple's pricey Florida house. Blackbird shitting in the dead of night. Blackbird shitting in the dead of night. Take these dead animals. <laughs> And learned. All right. West Palm Beach, Florida, a New York couple's luxury vacation home in Florida has been taken over by dozens of black vultures. That's racism that are vomiting and defecating everywhere. The Palm Beach Post reports that Cassimiano family can't even visit the $702,000 home they purchased earlier this year in the Ibis Golf and Country Club. (laughs) 
Siobhan. <laughs> I was coughing country club. Oh, Buffy, let's go. No but these me. vultures are defecating and vomiting everywhere. Oh. <laughs> the vultures were just going to be, you know, business associates. Siobhan <laughs> Casimano described the smell as like a thousand rotting corpses. The vultures have destroyed, destroyed screen enclosures and have overtaken the pool and barbecue. The few times the family has visited, they've had to park their car in the garage or the birds peck at them with their beaks. <laughs> A neighbor, Cheryl Katz, tells the Post she's got it even worse because she lives next door to a person who's feeding the vultures. <laughs> Yes! The Betty White. Oh my God, an anaconda. Yeah. I love it. I have Blake Placid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Placid. Oh, there's just birds. They're, they're birds. Mm-hmm. I like to feed the birds. I love that Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> and other wildlife. <laughs> Alligators. I mean, vultures are, are big birds, but like, I mean... How much vomit and defecation is happening for these people that are only at this place for like four days a year or something? Oh like, I mean, I don't think the amount of time matters because like any vomit that's just corpse, like the smell of a thousand rotting corpses yeah. for me. Because vultures are scavengers. Yeah. yeah. So they're eating corpses. They're eating corpses. That's what the lady's feeding them is she's killing people and then like leaving their corpses out. That's the real story. Yeah. <laughs> Why is she getting the corpses? <laughs> That's how that's how sociopathic the news is. It's like they feel sorry for the rich people that yeah. are dealing with the vomit and the poop, but not the victims. So bougie that they're like leaving out all the like poor immigrants who are getting slaughtered. <laughs> the problem is that the Abus Country Club and Golf Home is suddenly covered in vulture poo. It's like no, that's not the real problem. There's a serial killer. There's an actual serial killer in the neighborhood. I wasn't worried until Feeding the vultures. I noticed my ring on one of the fingers. Clearly, this is a slippery hands of a thief. I'll have to investigate. In May, she said vultures tore through her pool enclosure and couldn't figure out how to get out. Imagine 20 vultures trapped biting each other, and they can bite through bones, she said. They would bang against my windows, running away from a bird that was attacking them. Why are birds attacking them? Blood was everywhere. It was vile, vicious, traumatic. It was Memorial Day. (laughs) (laughs) So no company I called would come to help me. Finally, three police officers arrived. They removed the screens and shooed away the vultures. Why couldn't, Why couldn't you do that? that? <laughs> Dumb bitch. They just shooed. You, you didn't have a gun. I, you, like, I, was, I was hoping you were going to say that like brought a like, machine gun and like mowed them all down. Oh, or they brought like a specific vulture device <laughs> to do things. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Since she has chronic lymph cytic leukemia which leaves her vulnerable to infection she had to be extra careful going outside even having someone power wash the patio twice the homeowners blame Katz's neighbor who they claim is excessively feeding wildlife (laughs) there's a limit there's an amount that's okay you gotta find the rest of the article yourselves folks if you want (laughs) to Here's the rest of that thank you very much face girl thank you face boy thank you thank you Matt 
Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. They said they've seen the neighbor giving bags of dog food and even a roasted chicken to the vultures. Neighborhood Associated President Gordon Holness said that they warned the woman, but they're limited in what they can do because the vultures, as migratory birds, are protected by... Federal law.